everybody. My name is Nathan Seiler. You are listening to Iron Sharpens Iron, and I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined alongside... Your other host, Dominic Appleton. Happy to be here today. And uh, and Dom, I think I think you've met our guest this week. Um, would you mind introducing her? I I have. We do go back, I, I would say. I, today, we have the pleasure of talking with my beautiful fiance, the love of my life, my best friend, Sarah Rashid. Babe, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Sarah. I'm Dom's fiance. Um, and I'm coming at you from Peoria, Illinois tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm a senior at uh, Indiana University and I'll be graduating this semester. So I have a lot to look forward to, a lot of wedding planning time. Um, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> that so, is beautiful. I, uh, cause this, this engagement was very, very recent, correct? Yes. Like three or two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> kind of walk me through like what, what was going through your mind. Well, you know, how, how did it all go down? Um, so there were a few instances, a few dates where I was like, Hmm, is today going to be the day? Um, <laughs> Because I I hadn't I knew that it was happening for either October to December, but I was not sure when. Um, and so the first two dates it didn't happen, and then I think it was the third one. And I I had told Dom like the day that it happened, I was like, just so you know, I am gonna keep wearing the same outfit to every single date from now on because it is tiring getting dressed up and doing my makeup and doing my nails every time I see you. <laughs> I, but, I I feel so bad. I did. I feel like I did torture you a little bit, but the ring, the <laughs> ring was delayed. And so that's why it was like a month later in arrival than I had thought. And so I was just like, should I tell Sarah, you know what? No, I'll just, I'll just make make it a surprise and so like every time we hung out it was like i'm getting my nails done i'm doing all this like dressing up and i was like oh god she really thinks today's the day and so, <laughs> so when it finally came it was very nice and yeah, yeah it was good i still got the trick yeah yeah and so, so it was good but he took me to um well he asked me to call off work the day before and oh. i wasn't surprised by that and he told me they had a surprise because he he often has surprises for me so Dom, Dom is a mysterious guy you know like I didn't think anything of it and so I called off work um and he's like I'll pick you up at 1 p.m and I was like okay awesome so that Wednesday um he drove me to adoration and then he told me that he couldn't come with me because he had some things to do and I was like okay <laughs> some things um and then he drove me to my class and the next time I saw him after that was when he was picking me up um and we went all the way to Indianapolis and I had no idea where we were going um but we arrived at the Indianapolis Art Museum and I had told Don that I'd been wanting to go to the Monet show for a really long time um turns out he's already been planning it even before I told him that so that was awesome um <laughs> but we were um just walking around and we watched the show and it was awesome and oh 
before I got in the sorry backtracking a little bit before I got in the car he asked me to bring a blanket and I was like okay so we're doing something (laughs) outside like we're gonna be somewhere in nature um so when we got to the museum I was like why did I need this blanket and he was like oh it was a decoy just to throw you off and I was like you little trickster um and yeah when we were in the museum he asked me like so is after Thanksgiving too late to propose? And I was like, ah, oh, it's not going to be today. <laughs> I love it. Dom throwing her off. I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sarah has a hundred percent success rate at, at guessing my surprises before they occurred. So I really went all out for this one, but it, it worked. And then after that, to make a, a long story short, because you guys, Sarah has some fantastic points about um, like discerning marriage and all this stuff. And so I want to get to those so bad. But to make a, do you want me to finish, Sarah? Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you take it. You take okay. It. Yeah. And then we went back. I was like, I have one more surprise for you. And um, she's like, oh, okay, so this is when you actually had to use the blanket. Like that wasn't a decoy. Um, I was like, yes, no, it wasn't. Um, I don't have that much planning to make decoys. Like I couldn't do that. But, um, then we go to a farm, which is a retreat center. It's called the farm, but in reality, I think the title of it, the retreat center is Mary, like Mother of the Redeemer um, Retreat Center. So it's beautiful, um, uh, kind of Franciscan monastery on top of a big hill, um, and just surrounded by trees. Just super, super beautiful. A little um, stream is running through at the bottom, and we had had a picnic there before. Go to the same spot, have her close her eyes sit down and I set up this whole picnic. She thought I was setting up a telescope, but nope, I wasn't. And um, so then I, I was freaking out by this point. I had probably said five rosaries today, you guys. I'm, I'm not even joking. I was so nervous. And so then I, um, and I, uh, and so I set up this, this uh, lots of crucifixes, tons of flowers um, and all this kind of stuff that kind of had um, significance for our relationship. And then I was behind on my knee. She got, and I was like, all right, you can open your eyes and freaking out at this point. And she, she says, Oh, look at all this stuff. Early mother, like the, a lady Guadalupe, like, had a candle there lit and stuff. She finally turned around, saw me on a knee, and she's like, what? And then said my spiel, um, told her how I felt, and asked her to marry me. And, and lo and behold, she said yes, against all odds, right? Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, my goodness. Kind of yeah, a cliffhanger so- there at the end, Dom. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't for sure how that was going to turn out. I, I heard there was, a, there was a whole purse incident, too, right? That there was a, a left purse. That's right. And Dom had to go back and retrieve. Like, oh my gosh! Night. At like eleven thirty p.m. at night. Yes, my first <laughs> act is engaged, man. That's that was good. an act of love. <laughs> <laughs> Some early practice, Dom. I love it. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful story, guys. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so happy for you all. Um, like I said, you're listening to Iron Sharpens Iron. We love to share stories. We love to share faith. We love to share life in an effort to leave in, in an effort to lead hearts closer to Jesus. Christ. Um, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for pressing play. Uh, we know that there's a lot of uh, things you could be listening to, a lot of things you could be doing. So just uh, spending the time with us here virtually um, on your phone or wherever you're listening to it, um, it just means the world to us. Um, so thank you. And uh, just a quick disclaimer, as uh, as we say before every podcast, is that we are not spiritual directors. We are not trained. We don't have degrees. We don't. We aren't priests. We aren't religious. Uh, we're just two dudes. We're two regular, normal uh, lay dudes. Um, and we like to share faith. We like to share life. Um, we like to share the ways that, uh, Jesus Christ has touched our lives and the lives of our, uh, 
uh, guests because we believe that there are some incredible stories that need to be told. Um, and yeah, that's what we strive to do. So just um, if there is something that touches your heart, uh, take it to prayer. But if uh, if there's something that we say that, um, you know, doesn't, that is okay too. Uh, we're just here to share stories that have affected our own lives and hearts. Um, yeah, please subscribe if you haven't. And we have a social media page. It's beautiful. Um, let's go ahead and dive into some glory stories, guys. Um, Sarah, do you want to kick us off today? Yeah. So my glory story happened this morning. Um, this past summer I worked at a hospital and during my lunch break, I would go to mass, um, at the cathedral across the street. And every time I went there, I would see this young woman who was pregnant and she wore a black veil and she was very beautiful. And I was like, wow, she's an inspiration because she looked like a young mother and whatnot. And, um, I would like pray for her sometimes when I was at mass. Anyway, today I went to the cathedral for mass and this was a different cathedral actually. And there was this young couple, like a few rows in front of us. And uh, the husband was holding a cute newborn baby and then the wife next to him. I was standing there and I was like, this woman looks so familiar. Like who, how do I know her? And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's the woman that I like saw over the summer going to mass every day that I would pray for. And like her baby was so beautiful and so cute. And I was just like admiring them the whole time. Like they were such a, you just like, you could just feel the holiness exuding off of them. (laughs) Um, But it was, yeah, it was awesome to like see like, I feel like I'm like kind of like creepily stalking her, even though I like wasn't, (laughs) but yeah. <laughs> no, that's beautiful, babe. Wow. What a good testament to like, yeah, the um the power of motherhood and um, how how strong families can be and how how quickly they grow. <laughs> and the beauty that's of babies, honestly. And the beauty of babies. That's right. They're oh my goodness. <laughs> in the sake of time, I've uh, I've got to get to mass at in in 30 minutes was when my mass starts my Sunday mass. I had to work on Sunday, which is something I don't want to do for too much longer, but I'll, I'll go next really fast. And that was awesome. Thank you, Sarah. And mine's quick. It's just today. I have one resident named Doris who is a sweetheart. She is the best. Um, she has a really, she has, she has very strong dementia. And so she, she has met me about a hundred times now. <laughs> and each time she is so loving. And so she's slowly starting to remember things about me. Um, just kind of without even knowing who I am, but she kind of gets certain things. And she's when when you have dementia, it's like either some people get extremely irritable or some people get more kind. And um, Doris is extremely joyful. And um, and so she a lot of things she says doesn't make any sense, but she's always super excited about the food, super thankful whenever I do anything for her. And it's just so nice to take care of her. So today I just asked her, Doris, why the heck are you so joyful? And this was the first time I've ever seen her serious in my entire life. She looked me dead in the eyes. She said, it's because I'm a Christian. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, it's because I'm a Christian. And and uh, and it was just yeah, it was just a beautiful testament to the fact that yeah, the holiness makes you peaceful and joyful. And, and that lasts throughout the rest of your life, even in midst, in the midst of physical turmoil and um, unwarranted or kind of difficult 
um, social situations or difficult circumstances, that joy persists, you know, because it's from the Holy Lord and it's from the Holy Spirit. So that was a really good um, moment for me. And then it gave me a great compliment for me to give her the next time I saw her because I knew that she wouldn't remember that conversation. She was like, you're so joyful because you're a Christian, Doris. She's like, that's the nicest thing anybody has ever said about me. And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's great. And I can continue to use that to uplift her. And um, because it's, yeah, she's, she's, she's a, she's a gift. So, um, good, good, um, encouragement and affirmation for me and my faith today, for sure. How about you, Nate? Dude, that is absolutely beautiful, man. You, I mean, you're an inspiration too, man, for, uh, for talking, um, with doors and just taking care of her, um, uh, the way that you do, man. Uh, good job. Um, yeah. So I guess, um, my glory story this week, um, it's kind of tied into, I guess, some pretty big news. Um, I'd say, um, yeah in regards to the next stages of my life. So a couple weekends ago, um, I think I m- maybe mentioned this on the podcast, um, but I went to a, a focused discernment weekend. We've had, you know, a few different focused missionaries on the podcast uh, to this point. And um, the Lord has placed a desire on my own heart um, to pursue at least discerning it, um, discerning the role of a missionary and uh, spreading the gospel on campuses and uh, encountering students there. And um, a couple weeks, went by and uh wednesday morning i got a call from the uh the team uh kind of regional director here um and she gave me an offer uh, to be a focused missionary so uh, yeah i took a couple days to pray about it um and yeah the lord was working in my heart and um i accepted on friday so yeah (laughs) um come may i will uh i will leave for nebraska um for training to be a focused missionary. And uh, so, yeah, I just ask for, for prayers um, so that I may prepare uh, to be uh, a missionary on a campus who knows where. Um, but it, yeah, I think it just the glory story this week was just like real, realizing the, the magnitude um, of the call that this is um, to become a missionary um, and just the ways that the Lord has worked in my heart to lead me to this moment um, in the relationship um, that I'm, you know, continuing to strive to have with Jesus Christ, but also, um, just the ways that he has blessed me and, and has been so present in my life to this point. So, um, just kind of a testament to all of that. And I hope to, to share that with people, um, at, at a campus somewhere. So, um, yeah, that's my dude. and, and bro, I, there's a part of me that's just like, yes, thank goodness. We've got Nate fighting the good fight. You're going to make a fantastic missionary. You're authenticated in your discernment because it's, it's definitely right. And bro, I'm just so happy for you. because It's going to be a ride. It's going to be an awesome, fantastic ride full of love for the Lord. So praise God, dude. I appreciate it guys. And, uh, we have a podcast that we're going to be talking about virtuous relationships right now. Um, so we're going to be kind of, um, interviewing both you and Sarah in this podcast. It's going to be beautiful. And, um, yeah, I'm so excited to jump into this conversation. So Dom, do you want to pray us in? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Mary, come, Mother, come. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for another day to be together. What a blessing. Everything, dear Jesus, is in your hands. Um, Jesus, in a special way today, I'd like to say thank you for the gifts that you have given us and the uh, responsibilities that you have given us, the love that you have given us. Lord Jesus, you um, have given us freedom 
and the freedom to love. And the only thing greater than freedom is the, the ability to lay down that freedom, to die to oneself for the sake of another, to become uh, co-creators with another, not um, just of other individuals um, through um, parenthood, but through the creation of a love that is full and whole, just like what you have created with the Father, something that is objective. Um, something that is the Holy Spirit that spreads out into all the people around around you because of its power and because of how true it is. So, Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us the opportunity to take part in your divine plan of your creation. Thank you for giving us the ability to die to ourselves for another person and in doing so to be a light for all those people around us. Um, thank you for like... Above all, thank you for giving us the ability to choose you, to willingly accept your will, and in doing so, dying to ourselves for you, and engaging in a relationship with you that will persist for all time. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. So, Sarah, let's dive in. Tell us about your... Um, your faith. Why do you love Jesus? And uh, tell us about your faith. Well, um, simply, I feel like when I was young, I was able to recognize the power of God's love in my life, like early on. Um, and I think the only way for me to respond to that was just being curious of who God is. And, um, I realized like the more that I would show up, like God responds with love and mercy. And so it only made sense that the more that I showed up, the more I recognized God's love and mercy, like pour out into my life and that I was able to experience, um, his love, like, so intimately and it was just revealed like it was it felt like god was with me all the time um but i'd say i first like got my faith when i was in sixth grade we went to adoration for the first time um and that's really where i i met jesus um and i was also taking religion classes at that time and so I was learning um, about Jesus, like who he is, um, what he did and about the church and like what everything means. And I found the times like when I was in adoration, I was able to understand like who, not just who he is, but like who he is to me and like who I am to him. Um, you know, he's, he's not just some figurehead. Um, he's a real and loving person. Um, and that means that like, I can have a personal relationship with him. Um, but my family, we would go to church, um, on Sundays and I actually experienced a lot of, um, like developing my relationship through like the intellectual side of the faith. So I would have like some family, even some friends and whatnot challenged me a lot in my faith when I was growing up. And I wanted to have an answer and I wanted to 
be able to defend like what I believe in, in Jesus, who, who I loved, um, you know? And so the more that I understood the truth and learned it and was able to like share it with, um, other people, um, was really like how I came to know Jesus. And it's St. Thomas Aquinas's idea that the fulfillment of happiness is knowing the truth. Mm. Um, and I'm like, what, like, that makes so much sense to me now because like, I, I learned the truth. Um, and like the truth is Jesus and like, even the intellectual truth, like that is what has like really fueled me and like brought me up to, um, like understand my role as, as a daughter of God. Um, so yeah. And then like, obviously I've been through, like everyone has been through like ups and downs and trials and just like seeing God's hand in your life, um, like pull you out from when you're like in really dark, uh, times or, um, you know, praising him when you're in really high spirits. Um, that has been like astronomical to like, know that he's my rock. Um, and yeah, just to experience his love is, is awesome. Oh man. Oh goodness. That was, uh, that was incredible. Um, I loved what you said there about the, um, the relationship with Jesus Christ, um, knowing who he is, but also knowing who he is to me. Um, I think that is such a, such a key part of building a relationship is knowing the other, right. Um, you know, before we can love the other person, we have to know who they are, right. And who they are to me. You know what I mean? I think that's, um, how they've affected my life. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I mean, that, that the exact same principle goes to, uh, you know, to our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I think that's absolutely beautiful. You, I know you, um, so you went to IU um, and you've been here for the past uh, four years, right? Or going mm -hmm. on it, right? Yeah. So I want to hear how uh, maybe Hoosier Catholic played into your faith life and also maybe um, how being, because you're also involved in a sorority, correct? Yes. So maybe how those two things kind of impacted um, your faith journey. Yeah. So when I got to IU, I quickly became invo involved with Hoosier Catholic. And that's where I found like all my best friends. Um, Sophia, Grace, Audrey, shout out to them. Um, <laughs> and where I met my fiance. Um, come on. <laughs> um, so if that's not incentive enough for y'all to get involved. <laughs> he's an all right guy. So he's, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Your future spouse might be there. Um, but yeah. Um, I then joined the sorority the second semester of my freshman year. And honestly, I I was pretty involved in St. Paul's, but it started to dwindle after I joined the sorority. Um, and it didn't really pick back up until sophomore year when I met Lizzie, a focused missionary who also was in a sorority. And she like specifically mentored like Greek life women. Um, and so... I feel like there's a big, huge divide of like, you can't be Catholic or Christian and be in a sorority. Um, so she was just awesome to like learn from and understand and like that you can do both. Um, and like going to Paul's and, and like other women, like all my best friends are in Greek life. Um, and like, it can be a good thing uh, if it's done right. And 
like, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Father Dennis was in a fraternity. And (laughs) yeah. I love that. He gives a talk about like Greek life and it's really good. Um, But yeah, um, it's definitely hard at first because there's just a lot of temptation at your fingertips when you first join. Um, And I definitely wasn't perfect, but um, going to like my Bible studies and talking with other Greek women who also like prioritize their faith was just like, was so helpful. Um, and I mean, it was like definitely a little hard at times, but, um, yeah, Hoosier Catholic has been like my safe haven. And I feel like at this point I'm more involved with Hoosier Catholic than my sorority. I love my sorority, but um, (laughs) yeah. I, I love it. And Sarah is so right. And I, yeah, I joined a fraternity too for a semester, and and it is hard. And it, it um, and and for anybody out there that's um thinking about that, or if you have family members that are thinking about that, it's possible. It's a hundred percent possible um to to do that stuff and still be a worthy follower of Jesus. And we need people to penetrate that sphere and to um to be lights for those people, for others around them who are, um, in the thick of things in a fraternity or in a sorority and are dealing with a lot of temptation because it's so valuable to to meet those people where they are and to love them. I love that, Sarah. And okay, so let's go on to the next question here. Um, let's see. I, I, I'm so excited. I, I want to talk. We talked about one question last night, actually, that blew my mind. So talk to me about um, your discernment of matrimony, um, your discernment of the process of like getting married. How, what was that like? And, um, and yeah, how'd you decide that marriage versus another vocation was right for you? Yeah. Um, so discerning marriage was something that like I've always been kind of thinking about and I told Dom this but there was a time where I was really um discerning marriage and even the religious life um and I had already been dating Dom though um and so when I, when I was talking about Dom and this, I was like, I mean, the discernment process starts from the first day that we were dating, you know, that that's where it begins. Um, and anyway, I, I feel like every devout Catholic woman has gone through this point where they're like, oh my gosh, am I called to the religious life? And do I need to like break up with my boyfriend or like, like you know th- this huge thing where there's like a lot of fear involved um so anyway i i had this fear for a while like if i like do if i become married like god is going to be like disappointed in me or like i'll somehow like um like won't have his love anymore because I'm not choosing to spend the rest of my life with him. Like I'm not choosing to give my all Um, and like really putting such a false idea in my mind. Um, And so um, my someone, something that I like was going through was like a lot of spiritual unrest. Um, And then I like finally realized like, God doesn't 
he's not like some domineering figure that is waiting for you to like choose the wrong vocation or choose um <laughs> like the wrong things like he's not like setting you up and be like mm, I wonder which one she's gonna pick like the <laughs> wrong one uh no um I actually spoke with a priest and he told me um so what do you think God's um goal for you is and I was like uh to be happy and to follow his will and he was like you're thinking about this with the earthly perspective you need to put on like your eternal like lens and he said um like god is he just wants you to be with him in heaven and that is his goal for you and no matter how you choose to get there as long as it's done to glorify god like he's giving you the choice um and obviously there's like calling involved and stuff like you know feeling called to a certain vocation but um it just made it like clear to my eyes like oh my gosh like he wants me to choose this because like it's something that I'm going to desire and that will fulfill me and um you know make my heart feel at peace what's like does do you feel at peace um and yeah I also talked with a talked with a priest at Seek, um, and I asked him. I was like, "How did you know like you're called to be a priest?" And he told me um, that he had like a formula, and I was like, "What is this formula? Please give it to me because <laughs> I need to know." Um, but he asked, "Like, what is your greatest desire, and what is the world's greatest need?" And how can you serve God by meeting that need through your, des through your desires? Um, and he told me like his greatest desire was to have a flourishing interior life. Um, and he thought the world's greatest need was to um, also like develop an interior prayer life. And he's like, the best way that I can do that is to become a priest. Um, and so for me, I was like, well, my greatest desire is to have a holy family and I think that the world like needs a lot more holy families. Um, and obviously the, the way to get there is marriage. Uh, <laughs> and like, I desire to like be married. Um, and like, even today, um, I noticed when I went to mass, there were a lot of religious sisters in the front. And then I saw like that couple with the baby and, um, I'd been reading this book about discernment and it was like, just see where your natural tendencies go. And like, what are you acclimated towards? Like, what do you just, what are you drawn to? And, um, like for me, um, I was looking at the couple the entire time and just like admiring them and like their, like their image and, just I'm like, wow, they're such a holy family. Like, I love that. And like, I was just so enamored by them. And um, to me, that was like a little bit of an affirmation of like, yeah, this is your desire. And this is how God wants to sanctify you. Um, And then like, again, like, I always feel a lot of fulfillment when I get to take care of like people that I love. And I, I even got to take care of Dom a little bit last week when he was sick. And it yeah. just made me feel so fulfilled. <laughs> For some reason. And like, I love making dinner for like my roommates um, and all that. Not to say that like you have to 
be able to like make dinner for your family or whatnot. But it's just something for me that, that makes me feel really fulfilled. Um, um, but then in like specific, like discerning marriage with Dom, um, I mean, it was pretty easy. I hate saying like, you know, you know, when you know, but like you kind of <laughs> do. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was just like, can I trust Dom with my soul? And is he pulling me toward or away from Christ? And like that answer is just so easy because Dom like inspires me in every single way, like from, from how I pray or how like reverent I am, like how am I treating others around me? And like, he makes me a better person, but not because not because he like physically makes me, but because he inspires me to be a better person. And so, um, yeah, I just have confidence that marriage with Dom will lead me to our sanctification. And like, I love Dom so much. He's my best friend. And like, it's just, I like, literally, I know that Dom is a gift from God. Like I've always had this, um, like this, this voice in my head that is like, this is what I gave you. Like, this is your gift from me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good gift. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Jesus. Like, what? Um, wow, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm over here. I'm like tears streaming down. <laughs> no, like, oh me too, gosh, Nate. It's adorable. Oh, oh my gosh, it's beautiful, guys. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I loved um, what you said about just like, tr- can I trust him with my soul, right? Um, because I think what is the ultimate goal of marriage is to lead one another to heaven, but also your future children to heaven, right? Um, and if you can't say, I trust you with, you know, my future, with my future, you know, children, my, with my soul, you know what I mean? I, I, I trust you to lead me to Jesus every single day. You know what I mean? I think that's a good sign. Um, that maybe, maybe they're the one, uh, right? And I love the, the, the formula too. It th- throws me back to like, a uh, little algebra two action, like a uh, little a squared plus b squared equals c squared. You know what I mean, it's just like, all right, desired squared plus need squared equals, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, this kind of, I'm going to be doing some math homework tonight, you know what I mean? Uh, in my own life. Um, but yeah, I know, Dom, you got to get to the math here super soon. So um, this is a two part question. And um, just to kind of, um, kind of wrap us up here is, in regards to preparing your heart for a relationship, how did you guys approach that? Um, and then also, um, throughout your relationship, what have you learned most about loving the other? Yeah. Do you, you like to go first, Sarah? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's up to you. Would you, what would you like? Okay, yeah, go, I'll go, go first. You're um, on a roll. <laughs> so you said, what is, how did we prepare ourselves for a relationship? And what um is an important thing that we've learned yeah about just like love in general or you know um i think something important that i learned is um that you don't always know what the other person is thinking mm-hmm. and they don't know what you're thinking um and communication is very important um and like love is not all rainbows and butterflies even though i feel lucky because i feel like most of the time it is for me but um that's one thing but I think like the 
the most important thing that I've learned is that like a relationship, no matter who it's with, like with your friends, with your spouse, with your fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend, like it is not going to be the source of your happiness. Um, and that only God will, will fulfill that, um, hole and that need because it just does a huge disservice to place a God sized, um, like a God sized hole on a human, um, God-sized action on a human. Um, and yeah, like it, it just makes sense when you and your partner have, um, someone that you both can rely on to fulfill you. Um, there's a quote by Fulton Sheen. That's really good. I don't know what it is, but, um, he talks about how like men and women, like when they focus on God, they, they forget about themselves and they're able to um, rely on God for their fulfillment. Um, so I think that's the most important thing that I have learned. Like you're obviously your spouse can add to like that fulfillment and happiness, but it's not going to be your source. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I'll keep this short because like Sarah, holy crap, maybe you're on a roll today. Um, first off, obviously, ditto. My woman is like the best, and she is, um, yeah, definitely my best friend, most amazing person I know, and brings me closer to God in every single way. And so you are 100% a gift, Sarah, because, wow. Um, yeah, my, uh, I think that's the one thing, because uh, for me, when I was preparing for a relationship, I prepared by – um, growing in my faith a lot more. So fall in love with Jesus before you fall in love with uh, another person would be my advice before you go into a relationship um, so that you are your cup is already full or filled. And so then um, you can go out and, and participate in helping another person fill theirs up um, and helping, like letting that other person feel, help you fill yours up in return. So it's, it's a, it's, you got to have that base, like Sarah said. And then the, um, the next thing I'll say is in relationship, I think it's just like, it's, it's the nitty gritty, like, like, and, and like, I love it. And it's serious. Like Sarah and me, like we, like, we barely ever fight. Like, it's usually really just, it's really nice. Like we've, we've definitely had our moments, like everybody does. But, um, I think the one thing that I've learned that's been so fruitful is just like, yeah, like it's, it's not rocket science, like wake up in the morning and, try to find ways to make that other person happy, like legitimately learn and slowly like, like, okay. I think one thing is that is huge is pray for the other person, like pray, pray, pray for them. Cause then that's going to orient your heart towards true authentic love and towards true authentic gift of self and betrothed love, which is greater than just wanting what's good for them. Literally sacrificing yourself for their good. So that's what we're called to do. And so waking up in the morning and, kind of forgetting myself and instead seeing what can I do to make Sarah happy today um, is good because then Sarah's happy and happy wife, happy life or happy girlfriend or fiance, happy <laughs> wife. I don't know that doesn't rhyme, but it's still true. Um, but uh, also it, it, um, it, uh, it, it shows it, when you, when you have that mindset, every single little thing that you receive is just the coolest thing ever. Like you're just trying to give. And then when you receive something, it's like, oh my gosh, this is like the greatest thing ever. Like I wasn't expecting this. I was just trying to give today and I received. And so, so, um, 
that 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 gets into like the gratitude aspect of just being grateful and, and pinpointing all the things in the other person's life that they're doing for you. Um, the last thing is my mom always said, like, no matter where you are in the relationship, you're always going to feel like the other person's getting like, like they're getting more of the say, like their, their needs are being more heard, I guess. Or sometimes you'll feel like you're getting the short end of the stick and just understanding that that's the good stuff. Like when you feel like you're being unheard, when you feel like you're being hurt or taken advantage of, like offer that up and, and understand that that's the good stuff because that's when you're actually, you're learning that the other person can hurt you. And you're learning that you can hurt the other person because you've got that vulnerability, you've got that connection. And just, uh, and, and through that, you're going to learn how to not uh, resent those moments when you feel taken advantage of and instead love them. Because it's like, wow, I get to do this for you. I get to die on my cross for you. And, and it sounds like I'm just like, let's just go, like, go die on crosses for her. But it, in reality, it's just small little acts of sacrifice with great love. And, and that just causes, like, like yeah. And, and just being engaged with Sarah has shown me so much about the gift of self. And it's just from receiving such an authentic love from Sarah that's just been so beautiful and, and nurturing. The last thing I'll say is when I went to Medjugorje, I my uncle Mike was praying over me. He was like, I feel like God's going to take, he's got, there's like this splint on your heart and he's going to, he's going to take it off. He's going to take it off over this, um, over this, um, over this week in Medjugorje. And like he, he did in the, in the respect of like, um, he did in a way with my relationship with Sarah. It is just, I think before that it was, there was, um, I don't know if I, I don't want to say like, um, it was just like, there was some kind of like, like, I don't know. It was just like some disconnect where I wasn't fully receiving all that Sarah was doing for me and, and truly trusting and believing that she had the best intent for me in her heart. And she truly loved me. And she truly, like, I wasn't believing and trusting in her mercy. Like I wasn't fully on, on the same page that no, 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 no. Sarah and I are a team, you know, like, and so learning that and and placing your trust in that and like like no no, no we're, we're we're oriented towards the same goal we're on the same mission like 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 we're we're trying to get to a holy family we're trying to both get to heaven and like and um realizing that was just huge and because when you have that home base of of trust and love and intimacy then you can just go out and evangelize the world <laughs> god send everybody out in twos so it's a it's a it's good to go on it's like you could consider the rest of our lives there as like a mission. We're going out on mission in, in our two, in our pair of twos. And we, I just can't wait for all the people that we're going to be able to spread the love of Jesus to. It's going to be awesome. That is beautiful, guys. Um, I did look at the time. The last thing I'll say is um, just in regards to all of that, I, I remember hearing a podcast. I think this was about, you know, last summer or something. A guy was talking about how to, how to approach love. And he's like, be a go-giver and not a go-getter, right? So, just approach every day wanting to give love, give of yourself. Because I think ultimately at the end of the day, love is not transactional, right? If you are loving someone just to receive the other person's love, that's not true love, right? You have to be out of this 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 mm-hmm. approach like what you were saying, Dom, right? You have to be so in love with Jesus that, you know, I just want to give, right? If I receive love, praise Jesus, you know what I mean? Like I can experience his love through other people, but ultimately like I'm not dependent, like my happiness, my peace is not dependent on the love that I receive from the other because ultimately no matter how well you love Sarah or Sarah, you love Dom or, you know, any of us love anyone, it's not going to be a perfect love. Like we're broken people, right? The only perfect love that exists is the love from Jesus Christ. 
So I think that's something that we can all kind of continue to strive for, right? In engagement, in time of signal, singleness, in a time of relationship, in a time of marriage, right? Um, is just growing in a relationship with Jesus Christ so that we can also love the other better to our fullest capacity, right? So praise Jesus, guys. Man, dude, praise Jesus. You guys, just just a quick thing is just you guys inspire so many people. Um, I, I saw um, kind of the start of this relationship to the time that you're engaged. Um, and you, <laughs> you inspire me and Carly. I know you inspire all of the couples um, back at IU and everyone that you come in into encounter with. Um, so just know that you guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work and that uh, we're rooting for you guys. Seriously, we'll be praying for wow. you. Thank you so much, Nate. Thank you. Thanks for having me in, guys. Yeah, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. We got to get down to Matt. So I'm going to quickly pray us out. Thank you for listening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Hi, Jesus. Uh, Just thank you so much for this opportunity to come together this evening uh, to talk about your word, to talk about your love, um, and to grow closer to your heart. Uh, please be with us this week. Help us to love one another uh, to the best of our abilities. Guide our hearts, guide our actions, guide our thoughts, so that we may share you with the world. Mother Mary, we thank you for being our mom. Thank you for protecting us um, and leading us closer to your son every day. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.